Into the Apex podcast is going on the road. Giving you the energy of motorsport from the source. We'll be trackside for the GT World Challenge, IMSA, and the NTT IndyCar Series. At Mid-Ohio, VIR, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Petit Le Mans, and the historic 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Pit now, pit now. Visit IntoTheApex.com for the latest dates and locations. world of real and virtual auto sport meets mad sim racing media presents the into the apex podcast it's into the apex with tyler bradley and rob and we welcome a special guest with us tonight uh, the driver of the number 14 k-line insulators chevy powered indy car with aj Foyt racing Dalton Kellett on the show tonight. Dalton, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Appreciate uh, you guys offering the invite. And actually, it's the uh, it's the number four this year. We 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 oh. kind of sw- we kind of swap that around on, on you guys, <laughs> and it's it's super confusing. It's just you know it's, it still has the four in it, but it's it's, it's one different. So. <laughs> well, thanks for that correction. Oh, he's uh, broken. <laughs> we go, Rob. <laughs> and to make it even more confusing, we're still selling the, the number fourteen diecast on the website. So I, I, I believe that's what I was looking at uh, <laughs> because I was I was admiring the K line uh, hats and jerseys. I'm I'm obsessed with and and I'll start with that. I'm obsessed with the IndyCar jerseys. Uh, they're just awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was keeping an eye on that. Um, so you're coming off of with AJ Fort Racing uh, between you and Sebastian Bourdais coming off a really strong result at Gateway. Yeah, it was a good weekend for us. Uh, you know, overall that was uh, definitely our strongest race of the year, and uh, you know, for the whole team, it was really something that we needed for sure. You know, we've kind of had an up and down, mostly down season, and uh, it, everything kind of lined up, and you know, we had good, good, good cars for the race, and that's what mattered, and we both kind of got it done. So that was uh, definitely a fun race. It was really exciting to watch. I'm uh, I'm really excited that they added Iowa back to the schedule uh, for next year because those uh, kind of smaller ovals in the Indy cars are just it had me glued to the screen as a spectator. Totally, uh, I'm 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 definitely a proponent of more short ovals. I think you know obviously Indy and and the 500 is is kind of its own thing and and is an awesome race. It's it's kind of a you know it's one of those tracks where it's an oval but it races a bit like a road course. And it doesn't really feel like anywhere else. But if, if you had to ask me, I, I'd be doing short ovals all the time. I mean, I, I'm a road racer at heart. That's what I started out in. But I think the racing and just the, the intensity of tracks like Iowa, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and all of that, it's just really hard to beat. Well, and then obviously Gateway. I mean, it's, it's a bit long for a short oval, but fun track yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I wish they would add Richmond. I know they used to go to Richmond. I wish they'd add that back. I mean, those are – to me, that's now on a Saturday night under the lights. I mean, you just – you, you can't beat that as far as, as motorsport. Totally. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some involvement you had in iRacing, but to lay the groundwork for that, uh, we kind of go f- to your beginning uh, and your early days. Uh, so you're, we're going to talk about STEM education and to, to define that for folks, it uh, stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. 
And uh, you're actually an engineer by education. Correct. I have a degree in engineering physics from Queen's University. Uh, I graduated in 2015. And I've got my little Canadian iron ring on, the, uh, the, <laughs> the engineering ring, which you guys might be, might be familiar with. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's uh, you know, a, a big part of, you know, that, that, that balancing of kind of racing and education was a big part of my life, you know, from go-karts all the way through most of my road to Indy experience. And I, I, you know, really look for the opportunity to kind of give back and promote that. And yeah, at the same time as you're completing your education, you're actually driving and, and doing your driving career. Uh, if I understood correct, you're, you're traveling a lot, traveling to the U S and balancing the two. What's that like at the time? It was tough. You know, I think, um, I, I remember at the time people would ask a lot about, well, you know, what's, what's the benefit of doing both. And, you know, the big thing for me was just you know, a having a fallback plan. I mean, you know, the, as, as kind of kids going through sports, whether it's, you know, go-karting for me, but you know, it could be anything, um, you're kind of sold this idea. I think a lot that, and you know, that's like, Oh, you have to give everything for the sport. And, you know, you see people not going, not finishing high school or, or just finishing high school and not pursuing post-secondary. And that just always that like hedging all your bets on that. And like, just this kind of thing that, you know, that people would just keep telling young kids that like, that's what you have to do to succeed in sports. Just like, it kind of seemed like a bit of BS to me. And I was like, I just, it, 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 it was objectively not like the, not the smartest idea. And I, I just, would felt more comfortable going into this knowing I had a bit of a backup plan. And, and the thing is too, I'm just really interested in engineering. And that was something I always wanted to do. Uh, my dad went to Queens and then my grandpa was a bit of an, in, in, inventor and all that. So it's just, you know, it could, that, that definitely runs in the family, but I, I just never agreed with that. Like you have to not do school and that they were mutually exclusive. Um, so the, the traveling back and forth was, really tough during university, but I was really lucky that, you know, when I started out, I, and this is, this is something that I tell people that are trying to do both. It's like lay the groundwork. As soon as you get there, like I, I had a meeting with the Dean and, you know, the, the heads of the back end physics department and just explained what my situation was. And the professors were really great working with me, helping me, you know, make that happen. Yeah. And, and it certainly appears that it balanced very well. And then that kind of, uh, get you to where you were today with having that background, that education, the passion for that, uh, that field. Um, and, and something that caught my eye and I, and that's kind of what I uh, led to me reaching out to you initially, uh, was an involvement with iRacing and your involvement with the international STEM league. Um, tell us a little bit about that as far as your involvement with that pre pandemic. And then it kind of changed up through the pandemic and, and things kind of changed up a little bit with, and then iRacing gets involved. Yeah, so to kind of go back uh, to when the the nationals, the international STEM league uh, relationship started, it was kind of midway through my life's career uh, through a mutual friend that was kind of helping them. You know, they had worked in NASCAR primarily, and they were sort of their their sort of in house STEM league doing all their educational programs and you know um, running this extra curricular after-school program for kids, which if you're familiar with Formula SAE, it's quite similar. And instead of, you know, teams of college students building a small race car, it's teams of, you know, mid through high school students working on an 18th scale, um, or sorry, an eighth, 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 eighth scale. My, my mind's still on the die cast. Um, <laughs> on an eighth scale uh, electric RC car. 
and you know they're they, they, they get the base kit and then they can modify it and make their own parts and all that so for a long time they had the nascar relationship but they, they always felt that open wheel and indycar specifically was more kind of in aligned with like the technical side of what they were trying to do and you know it's a kind of a it's a race car looking race car and, and it's and it's what they wanted their cars to be kind of more 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 modeled off so that they were looking for you know an opportunity to jump into that space and we got in, in introduced um at light when i was in lights at, at, the, at the time and mm. i kind of came on board as their sort of brand spokesperson uh for that project and i've been basically working with them since um it's been lots of fun, you know, going going out to their finals every year, meeting with teams, helping you know judge their, their competitions and all that. Uh, the the in person side of it, you know, they had over five hundred teams, you know, going strong pre pre pandemic. So lot, you know, lots of students, and not not just U.S. They were branching in into Canada, India, China. So it's an international program. And it's it, it was really cool to see what all these kids had, had come up with with their art with their RC cars. Um, but then the, the pandemic really threw a wrench into it and we couldn't be in person. So that's kind of how that iRacing thing started. And then, so the, the iRacing challenge, it, it ended up being the international STEM league iRacing student innovation challenge. And, uh, I saw I, I, the video or picture that I saw was something I believe you made, which was a, a wheel, uh, and a, correct me if I'm wrong. It was recycled cardboard for the, and it was a formula wheel built of that and then there's some wood uh, kind of describe that the, the yeah. picture i was i loved what i saw and i kind of want to buy that from you because it might be an upgrade from the logitech <laughs> that i have <laughs> but <laughs> but uh but it, i i have a lot of questions about just based on the picture of what i saw uh because i want i'm curious of how it worked of, of how it felt and how that whole process went with what you made and obviously that's kind of an example of what the students were then going to do Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that, what basically happened was, you know, once the it became obvious that the in the in person side of the international STEM league competition wasn't wasn't going to happen, you know, we kind of were on a you know on on a call and you know Zoom type thing, and we're all brainstorming about you know, how how are we going to get this, you know, how, what 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 can we still do? And you know, I we were doing the IndyCar iRacing series at 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 the time, and it, you know, the, we were bouncing ideas back and forth, and I said, well. It'd be cool if we if we did like a something with with iRacing. They could you know because you can change setups on on iRacing. Maybe there would be some engineering exercise we could do with that, with like skid pads and all that. Um, so that was kind of kind of the initial idea. But then when we pitched it to iRacing, the, the one of the big issues that we that came up was like, well, this is all well and good, and we'll, we'd love to host servers and we want to be a partner, but you know, good luck getting getting peripherals because like everyone's at home buying stuff from Logitech and. Panatech and whatever, and like you're just not going to be able to get it. And that's when we went back, and, and, I, and I was like, "Hey, what if the project was actually that? Like we have them design and build their own, you know, their own wheels and and and, and their own pedals." So that's kind of how that that became the, the engineering side was like design your own game peripherals and then you know, wire them up and all that, and then go and race. So what I set out to do, this was you know, and I, I get. It was the last. Maybe it was the last race of the most recent IndyCar iRacing series. Mm. What I set out to do was like, okay, um, let's assume you know you're a grade ten through twelve kid with like basic access to like you know tools that would be in a in your family's garage or whatever, and you know your parents are going to take you to, to Lowe's and you can get like that's you know that that's the level of right. sophistication that we're talking here as far as like DIY. 
I said, okay, given those constraints, like, let's see if I can make what we're asking them to make just to like kind of prototype it. And that's basically, basically what I did. Um, you know, the, the, the idea always was to provide them with like a basic electronics kit with the Arduino and some of the you know, parts you would need to like breadboard it and make all the, make like buttons and whatnot, um, and sensors and all that. So I had plenty of that stuff laying around and basically built a wooden, uh, sim wheel, which, you know, I took some two by fours and cut them in and it made little like pillow block bearings with, with wood and then like a wood dowel, you know, like a hole saw. And then I had my axle for my wheel. And then I basically made a sandwich panel for the serum, <laughs> like the stiffest, <laughs> I think it was like the, the moving boxes you can get at Lowe's. They were like super yeah. stiff cardboard, stiffest cardboard that I could find. And some, some, like some glue in like caulking gun type thing, like some epoxy, you know, glued like five layers together or four layers traced out a steering wheel, cut that out of my, of my cardboard epoxy sandwich panel mounted like a pipe flange on, on, on the back. And then I think in, oh yeah, in the, in the cardboard wheel, there was like a wooden square I'd cut out to be like, to give the, the bolt something to actually like grip onto. Um, then mounted that to the dowel and on the back of the dowel, it's in these pillow block bearings that I made from the two by four, um, basically put a, little servo arm that went to like a rotary potentiometer, which is basically a, like it, it would be the, the same thing that would be in a dimmer switch. Like when you rotate a dimmer uh, switch, it changes the changes the resistance of the circuit and that changes how your how bright your light is. And then so when there's a current running through that, um, the pins are connected to your to your little microcontroller board. And then that it, that the change in resistance as you turn the wheel is what tells the, the computer at what position the wheel is in. And that's basically how your, how any, you know, whether it's a, a, a joystick or a pedal or whatever, that's more or less how it works. Um, and then for kind of a fun PR thing, I was like, hey, why don't I actually use this in one of the IndyCar races? <laughs> and I did, and it was probably the hardest iRacing event I ever competed in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I bet. I mean, that you actually just explained that really well. I, I uh, Bradley remembers this. Um, so we're of, we're of your same generation. So I remember Radio Shack, uh, and I remember taking some tech classes in early high school, freshman in high school, and 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 they kind of did some introductory courses of this when we were in eighth grade here in the U.S. And uh, I remember going to Radio Shack, and they would sell the what were the boards called? I want I don't know it's what not like a called. circuit. It's the one where they had the little you would drop the pins in or had several boards in it. Breadboard. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, and they they had us do very simple LED and wiring and just very simple like circuits uh, projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and Bradley and I loved it. We we had our parents take us to Radio Shack out of school on a weekend to to buy some of the stuff and just tinker with it. Uh, and that sounds so basically if Bradley and I wow. were in, were in school today, this project would have been right up our alley. Um, I can say I haven't thought of that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I just had a flashback. I had a flashback, yeah. Bradley. Um, I mean, I, and for everybody listening, I'll put a picture of this uh, particular wheel setup uh, on the show notes uh, and on our Twitter. Uh, we'll share it uh, because it really is. I saw the picture and I was like, how in the world did that work? Uh, I assume there was no force feedback involved. No force feedback. I mean, <laughs> there was some like mechanical resistance because the holes were a bit like they weren't, you know, it weren't like it's what it wasn't like you could definitely make it nicer. Like it was, you know, I like, kind of quickly hacked it together and, you know, like right. it wasn't all perfectly lined up, which was kind of a good thing because, like I said, there was kind of some yeah. friction going on. But like, 
yeah, it was no force feedback, which was the hardest part. And like, it didn't even have a centering thing. So like to go back, you know, if you let go of your wheel, it'll kind of go back to center. You had to like do that yourself, um, <laughs> which made it really hard on the oval. And then I, 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 I run VR on my sim. So like, oh. it was kind of, you know, not really seen where my <laughs> where my hands were um, i was just gonna i was just gonna say that gonna say you probably can't see because i saw uh, some twitch clips with you in vr and i actually mm-hmm. saw a clip uh, i believe it was connor daly did he, what did he call it uh, one of those laser oh, eye things laser goggles or something. <laughs> laser goggles yeah. and that I can, car eye racing thing was like some of the one-liners that came out of that and just the, <laughs> the audio was hilarious oh man <laughs> yeah, I, I loved. I, I absolutely loved that. That that got us obviously as as sim racing people and real motorsport. Uh, that seeing that on NBC Sports was was incredible for us uh, to watch you guys out there. Um, I, people in sim racing, I think, are still talking about Simon Paginal versus Lando Norris. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that I mean, it's just unreal to make that. Uh, I, I kind of want that because I'm I'm a budget sim racer, so mm-hmm. I don't have a formula wheel, and I really want a formula wheel. And I have to admit, even seeing a cardboard formula wheel, I'm like, oh man, I need one of those. It actually, the wheel itself, like you could put some grip tape on it, or like some even just some electrical tape, and it would be fine. Like you know, <laughs> the, the wheel wasn't the problem; it was like everything else. Um, <laughs> and I, I, the, I, I was like. I kind of I was kind of like half done this sim like the day before the race, and then I was like, oh, I should get this done, and like do this for the for the NBC thing. It'll be super cool. And then I was like, oh no, now I, I, I need a, I need an upshift, a downshift, I need a menu button, I need a reset button, I need a weight jacker. It's like, oh man, I've got all these buttons. So it was like the day of the race, I'm like soldering on my little proto board, trying to get everything wired up. So it was like to, you know, it was probably ready like an hour to go before the race. Oh wow. The like team PR people are telling like, oh, so the wheels look good to go. I'm like, yeah, it's good to go. <laughs> Heating the soldering iron up right now. <laughs> Um, that's that's awesome <laughs> it was it it, it it was super fun it, it was a good way to like uh you know, shed some light on 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 the program and like at the time i was like yeah this would be cool if, if, if the, the kids saw this and did something similar or 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 or, or a little bit better but then i asked the, the you know the people at uh at, uh at the isl sort of if they had any pictures to send me you know some to show what the what the kids have done and i'll have the postseason again at some point but some of the t- one of the, one of the teams they have like a high school shop class. It's a team in Alabama, I, 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 I believe, and they took the front or they, they they took a car basically like from a junkyard, and you know I would assume their shop teacher didn't cut it, but they like they they cut the car in half, and oh, wow. it, like it, instead of building their own sim thing, they just they they have all the they have the pedals and the wheel in the car, and they're they built their sensors like into the car body. Um, you know, there's like no engineering. It's just, it's just like an empty shell of a car, but it, like they, they totally took this idea and like, and ran with it, you know, super impressive just to see that level of like dedication and, 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 and creativity. And I think like those hands-on skills are something that's super important if, if you want to go into, you know, most engineering fields. I think that's something that kids should definitely be focusing on. Yeah. I'd love to uh, to see, yeah. Kind of see what, some of the results were as as all of us here us three guys are you know big eye racing guys really active in it uh, to see just what people ca- what the kids came up with and not only the technology side uh, i understand they they also had to kind of get into the marketing and almost a, uh all around like team management type of mm-hmm. of skills involved in the whole thing which 
Uh, yeah, there's again, a business I, presentation. And yeah. Like I said, it's a very interdisciplinary, like engineer, like real engineering project feel to it, which is, you know, like you, you even when I was going through university, it's like, you know, you'll have your chem course, your thermal course, and your engineering business or finance course. But like you have these kind of like every term you'd have a, a big project, but, you know, it'd be like a group project and, it, and they would all end up kind of going the way of most like group projects where like no one's really taking it that seriously and you know, whatever. Um, but like doing the, the Formula SAE thing, it was like, that was like something we all really cared about. And it was such a good learning opportunity. So I think this is, you know, it's just a cool program that they have something similar, similar to that for, for the high school level. Uh, so when you're not uh, driving a cardboard cutout homemade <laughs> wheel, I know you drive from, from seeing your Twitch clips, you drive a formula wheel, uh, and you obviously use VR and iRacing. So we, we never pass up an opportunity here as iRacing guys with a, a big iRacing audience uh, to ask somebody that, that uniquely has driven the sim, uh, specifically the iRacing sim, and then obviously one of not a lot of people that have driven the actual IndyCar Delora, uh, kind of to, to compare the sim versus the real thing. Um, and that's something that, that very few obviously can do, and you're uniquely one of them. And we're always curious. We were talking to uh, Spencer Propelli about the feel of sports cars a few weeks mm-hmm. ago at Indianapolis, and he he told us it's that that's one criticism of iRacing is the tire model or the feel of the physics a little bit off. And we've kind of heard that about sports cars from David Perel from European Le Mans, and I, I believe I heard on a stream that Joseph Newgarden uh, <laughs> talked about the tire model, something being off. So I'm always curious to hear somebody's own take who's done both. Uh, what kind of experience are we that only drive indie cars on iRacing? Mm-hmm. I say drive indie cars in really strong quotes, uh, although it is my favorite iRacing car. Bradley is laughing. Uh, it's my favorite iRacing car, but what's your take on comparing the two for folks that that only know iRacing. Well, and, and just before we jump to that, I just want to mention one thing before I forget. With the cardboard wheel, um, like you said, if, you know, you guys think it'd be a fun project. If if anybody is interested and wants like uh-huh. the wiring diagram or some some info on it, just shoot me a DM on like Instagram or Twitter, and I'll be happy to send you like a parts list and the, the, I have a little PCB board now. I can send the files for that. So if, if anybody okay, wants yeah. that, just like like tweet at me, and I'll I'll send you all 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 the info for it. Oh, I'm going to have to make that for Tyler for yeah. Christmas or something. <laughs> <laughs> I he will. He actually will. <laughs> yeah, and so back to your back, you know, back to your question. Um, I think you know, and the I like it's it's a very difficult thing to get the mm-hmm. uh, these models to a you know. A high level of fidelity and, and accuracy because a you know for one for a company like I like iRacing they have many cars and many tracks and you know obviously it's it's, it's time and money to like devote to that right so it's mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's a difficult thing to, to begin with I think yeah. you know it's probably seventy percent there kind of thing like mm-hmm. the I mean you know in in some ways but in in some ways it's like totally backwards like there's the, the biggest criticism I think or the biggest difference um, and, and this isn't any secret like they you know the, the, mm-hmm. they 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 know this like we've all talked about this on, on our twitch streams and whatnot when we were doing it was it like the IndyCar specifically um, is a lot less forgiving on the sim and it's you know it's like the tires super 
peaky and that kind of window you operate in is, is, is very small. Um, the flip side of that though is like, is it, and, and like, there's definitely that, that is definitely true. Like there's definitely an amount of like snappiness and like the, the, the bi- biggest thing, if you watch on board for in like a real IndyCar race, like we're up on the wheel and we're wheeling it, like the car is getting sideways. You're, you know, your, your hands are all over the place. Like just watch it, you know, watch it, watch yeah. a street course race, right? Like, there's not that like you try to be smooth but like to be like that tire the fire stuff especially the reds can really take like some slip and, and you can be relatively uh, aggressive with them whereas the in 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 i race and, and not just i racing but like other you know like other car like sims tend to be tend to be less forgiving in terms of like hanging the rear end out and like feeling that that slide um so that's definitely something that's that's could be better, but that's also you're you're in the non-linear part of the model, and it's a very complicated thing. And it's not just the tire model; it's the whole you know vehicle dynamics model and how that plays into the tire model and all that. So like, it's it's a very complicated thing to fix. Um, but sorry. Um, oh, and the 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 thing that I think we have to we have to remember like remind ourselves when we're criticizing these these programs is that like especially when it comes from, from someone like me or, you know, whoever else that's driven one of these cars, like we're used to driving these cars on the limit, but with all of the sensory feedback that you get from being yeah, in the that car. that is true. Yeah. Right. So like even before it, the rear brakes loose, like you, you kind of know what's going to happen. So you're ready to, to catch it. Whereas in the sim, it's like you have audio and visual and your force mm. feedback, which is not like, you know, right. the force feedback isn't really that, you know, it's, it's decent, but it's not that good. Um, so like you're, you're trying to drive this car at the limit that you want to, but you're, you're only using like half the sensory input that you normally would have. So I think that's like the other side of it is kind of tempering our expectations on like what you can do with visual and sound by itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah, seems I've, to be... go ahead, Rob. No, it's a common thing. Like I said, people when they're criticizing Sims, it's like I said, not being able to feel when you're on the limit as much, and that's why you lose. It's so easy. But the, that's actually a criticism. A criticism with eye racing that I hear even more strongly compared to some of the other ones, like our Factor, Automobile. So there's a couple of them, but mm-hmm. apparently eye racing, it's it's a, and maybe you confirm like you find eye racing specifically hard to kind of know to drive it on the limit consistently without losing it? I mean, the only Sims that I really use, like I, I at home, I, I use iRacing exclusively. And then we mm-hmm. have access to the Chevy, you know, being a, being a Chevy team, we, we go down to Charlotte and they have their own simulator for the the Chevy IndyCar mm-hmm. teams. And like that Sim is just on a different level. Like it's, yeah. you, could, you could close your right. eyes and like be driving the real car. Like it's it's uh-huh. very, very good. And you know, Honda has, has, has their Sims for, for their sim for their teams in Brownsburg, Indiana, and it's also quite good. I, I haven't driven it, but just mm. what I've heard, it's it's very very good as well. So like it can certainly be done, but that's you know that's a team of people's full time job. <laughs> right. so, like, yeah, I was gonna say for just that one car and like you know a dozen tracks. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, how do we get a, a hold of one of those? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not even supposed to post pictures of it. I mean. Ah, oh like, yeah. Some guys do, but like it, you're, it's it's all supposed to be like you know, and and very justifiably. There's lots of proprietary knowledge, and it's mm. you know, it's 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 a very advanced piece of equipment. But like, it can certainly be done to make a make a simulator feel very close to the real thing, but like at a very high cost. 
Um, right. So, and, and the thing is, too, there's a lot more like, you know, it's not like, I mean, I, I don't, this is me just guessing. I'm just kind of riffing. Mm-hmm. Up, but like, I'm kind of assuming that like Firestone and iRacing aren't, don't have a lot of dialogue. Like, it's probably right. not like the most recent tire testing data is right. I doubt it's getting sent over to iRacing all, all the time. So, whereas with the, with the, with the, the Chevy Sim, it's like, they're working with Delara with shit with, yeah. with you know Elmore on on the engine side. The teams are correlating real life data to sim data. Like that's something that we'll do. Right? We'll like do a real test day, then go to the sim and kind of repeat some of those items, and then look at the two plots and, and you know what we're seeing on on the data and adjust the simulator model until it reacts the same way that the real life car does. So it, it, then, anyway. It's interesting that you, I mean, basically what you point out about iRacing is, is it's an experiment to me to ask uh, several different actual drivers because uh, Spencer Pompelli said the same thing uh, to us. It's, it's less forgiving, uh, which is interesting uh, that that's kind of uh, something that they're working on. I will give it to them. They're always updating their tire models and it's always throwing our setup making for a loop (laughs) Uh, and and they still get every one of our dollars. So we still love iRacing. Uh, but it's yeah, bad. I you know I, I think it's you know it's it, as the you, know, you guys are more their 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 consumer base. You know there's only right. like thirty of us, right? So it's like they, right. you know, they, they have far more of who's buying their services. You know, kind of casual and like prosumer level guys like like you that you know are just looking to kind of have fun and, and it's a hobby. Right. And, and I think it's you know they but they they definitely know that that they're or at least they are definitely working on making it better. It's just, you know, it's an iterative process for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's something, uh, if you spend any time around iRacers, at least deep down in their core, I think they would all puff up their chest and say, Oh, if I can drive it in <laughs> iRacing, I could drive it in real life. Well, and every, that's no. why everyone wants to know the answer to that question. <laughs> I, I mean, people, people have done it, right. There's been some scholarship programs. Yeah. You've seen, seen guys uh-huh. jump over successfully. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like for for ninety nine percent of even sim racers, it's like that's yeah, you know, like I said, it's more of a like, I, I, I don't know. Kind of get at, at, at the end of the day, if you if you're having fun racing, like, yes. does it matter if it's the exact same right. as, as the real thing? True. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's getting close to it. I will say, Bradley, uh, last Saturday I got to drive on Mid Ohio in a streetcar, mind you. Uh, but uh, I felt like I racing really helped me with, with uh, cornering. And yeah, you're, I mean, basic race racecraft or basic, you know, basic stuff related to it. <laughs> it helps I, that race in line I, and stuff. I, you know? I topped sixty miles per hour on Mid Ohio in a streetcar. <laughs> I consider myself a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pivoting from virtual back to real racing, uh, back to IndyCar. Uh, so you're driving a full season this year with AJ Foyt uh, racing. Uh, in the number four K-Line Insulator Chevy powered <laughs> car, um, and uh, I've been uh, I've been really excited to to go to a, a few IndyCar races this year, and I'm really I have to say this year I am I'm really more on IndyCar than anything. I mean I'm following F1, I love IMSA, but I'm really enjoying IndyCar this year. And I went to uh, my very first Indy 500 in May, uh, and I've never seen anything like it, and I can't imagine missing another one in person uh and you got to race in the indy 500 this year uh and i just kind of i can't resist asking just about that experience if it's possible in a nutshell what that experience is like yeah it's uh it's just the whole month is is so cool you know and it's it's just a big part of the fabric and kind of the history of indycar you know it's just just to get it's the way i look at it is it's you know it's 
you know, I'm very lucky and very, very, very privileged to get to do this as a, as a job. And, and, you know, just to get to be part of that event is a, is a major honor and to be able to do, do it with a team like AJ Floyd with, with that name and, and his legacy associated with it is, is just super cool. Um, but yeah, to, to, to kind of like wrap the whole thing up into something succinct, like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's very tough. I mean, there's the, there's highs and lows and it's, it's super stressful, but, um, I think, yeah, just the, uh, the atmosphere and the electricity, like of the day, especially, you know, well, especially race day and just seeing how much that event means to the fans and, and everyone involved. It's just, it's just, it's so unique. Like it's something that I, like, like you're saying, like now you've been, you don't want to miss another one. I think even if you're not a racing fan, you got to experience Indy one. It, you know, it's like the Super Bowl or you know some of the big marquee event. It's just something you got to go do. Um, and then I think you know, like your experience, you'll probably be hooked. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool to be. It's awesome to be be part of, and it's uh, very you know very intense, very stressful, but it's a very good you know stress. Yeah, I I went uh, my first time approaching and seeing this the track. Uh, I went on Saturday to pick up my parking pass and uh, I assumed there was, uh, they were doing two seater drives or something was going on, but I could hear the ambient sounds of the Indy cars and actually uh, my first time ever seeing or hearing or being around the Indy cars. Mm. And uh, here I, I rolled my windows down and I listen and I kind of get chills. I'm like, what? I, I don't think it hit me until I was there. The size of the track, uh, the size and scope of it all. Uh, it was for anybody that, that, is listening that's that is considering the trip from afar and wonders whether it might be worth it. It's, it's 110% plus worth it uh, to just be there. Uh, the speed of the cars, uh, I was so I was positioned in going into turn three, right mm-hmm. at the end of this back straight. And I, I, you can get down pretty close to the fence there. And uh, I spent some time down there just to take it all in and I, just hearing almost the sound of the air moving before the engines. Uh, little details like that to, to kind of get a sense of the speed that you guys have. Uh, it, it, so I wonder, I know some drivers, some of the newer drivers that are well-known, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Roman Grosjean, are starting to test oval races. Roman, of course, was at Gateway. Uh, but they were a little hesitant, obviously, to do anything but the road cars. Uh, I, try to want, I, I was trying to think of how to pose this question as somebody that's not obviously done anything besides the sim, and it's, it's way different. Uh, there's obviously no danger in the sim. You hit the reset button and you're good to go. Um, <laughs> what is it like? I'm, I, I kind of wanted to ask to understand the hesitation. Is there? Is it a difficult decision to to race the ovals? Generally, uh, is it something that in your case it's just you know I'm I'm racing the full season. I'm going to do them. Is it? Is there a danger? I, I assume there's a little bit more before the error screen. But even in these types of cars, at the speeds that you're going. Uh, obviously there's a danger to it. Nevertheless, is it a difficult decision to undertake doing the ovals or the high speed ovals? Yeah, I think the, uh, I mean, you know, I think for guys like for guys that are coming into it later in their careers that didn't kind of go through the junior ranks, you know, I I can totally, totally like understand where they're, where they're coming from, you know, the, uh, it, it's a daunting thing. And like, even for me, like when I, you know, but I, I, I can't obviously speak to, their you know their mindset but right I, I i i totally respect their decision if you know if, if, if someone comes in and is like ah, it's just not not for me yeah. like, fair enough you know um, yeah. but 
um, yeah, like even for me, like going into an oval event is like a different feeling, like showing up to the track and like for a test or for a race, like, and I love short, you know, short oval, love, love ovals, but mm-hmm. there's always a heightened, like a little bit of tension because you know, you know, you just know it's, 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 it's a bit more risky. Certainly the aero screen has made it tremendously safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that's a great piece of technology. We've, we've, you know, we've definitely seen it that it's, that it's, 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 it's worth its weight. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, they're certainly a bit riskier, but then you look at last weekend at spa or two weekends ago at, at spa last weekend, Yeah, you know, there were, there's, there were lots of incidents there and you, know, you had Jack's crash a uh, yeah. month or so back and then Antoine a couple of years ago. So you, you can never totally rid yourself of, of the risk. And I think, you know, I think part of like the trepidation for all those coming into it is that like, if you've only raced open wheel in, in, in the European leagues, it would just be like absurd to you that you would drive one of the yeah. cars on, on an oval because you kind of associate that probably with NASCAR more so, right? Right. Um, so I get it from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, I like that's kind of a long winded, long winded way of saying like, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's definitely a, a different approach and, and feeling mentally, at least, you know, at least for me. Some, some guys might not even think of it, but yeah, I, I definitely mm. see the ovals as a, as a riskier thing. And that's part of the, you know, the, the headspace that you have to deal with. Um, right. But it's just one of those things you, you make that decision. If it's, if it's right for you, do it. And if it's not, don't, you know? Yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, that's one thing that I absolutely love about IndyCar is the schedule. It's, it's an absolutely unique schedule between, a road course, you can go to a road course like Mid-Ohio, Road America, then to to multiple street courses, then to short ovals, then to Indianapolis, to Texas. Uh, it's absolutely a, a diverse schedule, and you have to be somewhat good at every bit of it to become the yeah. champion. You do. Yeah, I think that's what's captivated me so much for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think just with the, the – the, the, I was just thinking of this with the ovals, like – you know, there's definitely places that like, or there's a style of racing that we probably shouldn't be doing anymore, right? Like if you look back to maybe the IRL days when there was like the crazy pack races and all that, yeah, or even some of those like the you know the stuff that we saw Pocono or Fontana, or Fontana, wherever I think it was Pocono. Yeah, it's like it's like, yeah, it's cool and like super exciting, but it's it's just I don't know, like and you know some and some people have a total opposite opinion than that, but like I think there's there's a smart and sensible way to compete on, on, on ovals. And I think we're closer to that now than we have been in the past. So that's why for me, like, like I said, you know, they've been making a decision for, for me, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. if we were doing, you know, us 500 at Michigan, three wide, 200 laps, like yeah. NASCAR race with, with, with Indy cars, like, I don't know, that's, I, that, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a different story, you know, yeah. than, than a short yeah. race at gateway or, you know, anyway. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I think more oval, you know, Gateway, Iowa, Richmond, more of the small ovals. Mm. I love it. Uh, I'll show up. I I was watching Gateway the other week and thinking I I think next year I need to go to Gateway and and see this. Uh, so I, I'm with you on that completely. Um, so the Nashville Street Circuit, uh, we all here obviously we're really on the edge of our seat waiting to see that. Uh, what did you think of the Nashville Street Circuit as a new street circuit on the on the IndyCar Series tour? I loved it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely a street circuit fan. Uh, I, I just always loved them, you know, home, like home race being in Toronto. And, you know, I think in, in, in IndyCar street circuits have a lot of character. 
Um, and you know, as, as, as the, that, that event went as well as a, as, as well as you could ask a first year straight circuit event to go. Like, yeah, I've, I've been to other inaugural events with Baltimore and some, you know, and it's just like, it didn't go as smoothly. And that, <laughs> that, that, that team, you know, the, 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 the promotion team with Nashville did such a great job, like putting that event together and having the foresight to like, you know, really make sure that they, they kind of hit, hit the ground running. Um, Obviously, for a first year event, you're going to have hiccups, like some of the bumps on the bridge, and the, the, the yeah. one, one of the grandstands was, was a bit delayed. But you know, they dealt with it, got it done. They they got all the seating built, and they you know they they made corrections to the track overnight. Um, and it's one of those things where I think it'll be you know we'll we'll go back next year and then subsequent years, and it'll it'll just get better because they'll tweak the track. They might tweak. You know, I, I I don't know what they're going to do, but I would assume they'll either mm-hmm. you know fix some of the bumps or tweak the layout or whatever, and they'll, they'll make it better. Um, but it was, it was great. And it was so much fun, super cool track. The city really embraced it. Um, so intense. Like the, the, <laughs> the funny thing was, was like all of the, I feel like a lot of like media attention and like social media attention was the bridge on oh, the bridge, the bridge yeah, yeah. going over a bridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, where the boats get the, get, get the divers, whatever. going to fall uh, off. Yeah. Like you, I think you'd have to try pretty hard, you know? And like, um, but in, as, as far as we were concerned, like really more of the concern was, you know, some of the, some of the bumpier areas and then that one tight section, um, you know, we, we, and it, it, it kind of played out. Okay. But, uh, or, you know, pretty well, but we, we just weren't sure, okay, how, how is this going to race being so tight in this back section here? Um, but you know, that, so it, it was just kind of funny to see like publicly it was all about the bridge, but like we had our own set of, 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 of <laughs> um, but no, it, it went off great. And I think it'll become, I, I, oh, I, I'm totally just, this is pure conjecture, but I, I have a feeling that that'll that become one of the, like one of the marquee events for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I know I, I know we want to go we want to go next year, Bradley. I think we're going to try to go. Yeah, that was watching that. That was, yeah, I, I sensed it right away. I I agree. I think that would be that's going to be one of the big ones on the schedule in years, you know, future years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like the feel there, like the fans were really into it. And, you know, Nashville likes to have a good time. I mean, that's just yeah. a fun city to go to. Period. Without a race, so just you know, adding the race was 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 it was a bonus. Um, but like. Yeah, the the you know the atmosphere like again just looking at Baltimore being a, a, an event that didn't you know quite have the have the legs to keep going. It was like it was a different feeling. You know the the, the feeling at Nashville was like the excitement was there. You tell there was a lot of a lot of momentum. You know whether it was partners or just fans showing up. So I think that's like I said that's that that, that I I will be very happy if 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 that event sticks around and, and you know, continues to grow and get better. As we close out, Rob, as a fellow native Canadian, did you have any any questions? Uh, well, kind of in a sense. Like I know, like where I'm from on here on the East Coast, like there's not really any culture popularly anyway for racing. Like no one, I I couldn't go out right now and find you someone I know that likes racing, mm-hmm. not in the way that I do anyway. Um, how quick did you find yourself having to look outside of Canada for opportunities or like, I guess up in Ontario, it's going to be different obviously, but like, was there a culture for it? Like, was there lots of opportunities around or did you find yourself having to kind of explore outside of Canada pretty quickly? Yeah, that, that's an interesting perspective because coming from, you know, kind of the more center, like the on, on Ontario Quebec world, like, 
even in IndyCars, you know, if, if you talk to anybody in, in the sport, everyone loves Toronto or, and back in the, you know, cart days and all that, they, they, they loved Montreal because it was like, or, and, um, so, Circuit Tremblant there, like, there's the, and they'll, they'll talk about how intense the Canadian race fans are and how, like, into it. So I think that maybe that's more of an Ontario Quebec thing. Um, cause I, and like, to be fair, fair, like, I, I carted all over Canada and I don't think we have, we, we never once went east of Quebec. Um, yeah, right. So I think maybe that kind of racing culture is more kind of like more local there to, you know, to the, those two provinces in Alberta and BC a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, I think the like the club racing scene, the junior open wheel scene in Canada is is you know strong. There's lots of good go karting series. My I, I was from, I'm from Stovall, Ontario, and uh, Goodwood Cartways is where I started out, and they were you know 15 minutes from our house growing up. Um, and you know, great like local kart scene, a great sort of national or you know great like regional level and, and, and strong national level competitions. Um, and then in the junior kind of open wheel formula i did like half a season uh, at the time it was uh, ontario formula ford championship i think it's toyota tires f1600 now unless they've changed oh was that with the pabs team no that, that, that was actually with brian graham racing uh bgr oh, okay there were these, it was an orange car uh yeah, like, like i said it was half of a kind of half a season before going off to university and then, and then i signed with with with, with augie and then patch racing services for usf oh, okay um but no the, 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 like that group was pretty strong like that junior open wheel but you know it, it it was nowhere near what it's like in in the states with 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 the road to india and all that right but yeah there there, there was definitely like a, an appetite for racing um so yeah I, I don't really know why that why it's different out east um i guess what like what's a, what's 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 the big sport there more like hockey and all that yeah, it's really just hockey. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a very small short track here, like Oval. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to go talk to anyone right now and say, hey, you want to go to Oyster Bed? They would say, is it the Demolition Derby? <laughs> like, that's really the only so, thing Rob, anyone wants to go for. What you're saying, Rob, is you need to petition to have the next IndyCar Grand Prix go across the bridge to Prince Edward Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite a long know. bridge you just put a, hair, put, put, put a hairpin on either side there we go <laughs> yeah no i wish we had like i said there's something to kind of foster more of the the love for the sport on this side of the country because yeah like i said if you've never raced over here it no. kind of just speaks to it right like there's there's tracks are few and far between and they're not that special or anything so i just don't know how well they would do in, you know financially around here so yeah, it's Maybe a bit of a shame like, really we need a halifax street circuit or something there we go oh there, go. there you go there's some good <laughs> hills i think in that city if i remember correctly oh, that could be there exciting. is <laughs> yep <laughs> well that uh this has been excellent uh on all angles uh everybody check out daltonkellett.com for more information as well as information about stem education uh some organizations and i hope i have these correct 1080education.com 10 t-e-n-8-0 education.com and i-n-i-n-s-l.org uh, that was actually where the iRacing uh, project was through, if I understand correctly. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, follow and uh, keep up with Dalton at, at Dalton underscore Kellett on Twitter. Uh, AJ Fort Racing uh, in the K-Line Insulators Chevy-powered IndyCar. And uh, we'll be watching you the rest of the season on the West Coast Swing. We hope it goes well in Portland uh, and, and all the rest of the races. 
And uh, hopefully, I know we're not going to go to any more IndyCar races this year on the West Coast, uh, but hopefully we can catch up with you again in person uh, next season. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tyler, Rob, Bradley. This was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, if you have any any questions or you know want to reach out about the iRacing stuff, just, just tweet at me or DM me. Um, and yeah, stay, stay tuned for some updates on the INSL iRacing challenge. There's a, you know, as the fall, as fall is kind of picking up, there's going to be, you know, more, more and more content kind of based around that as the kids are going back to school. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, have to see you guys at a race in, in person next year. Outstanding. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. September 12th, 2021, Mad Sim Racing will host a special event to benefit Operation Motorsport. Operation Motorsport is an organization with the mission to engage through motorsport ill, injured, or wounded service members and disabled veterans affected by military service, leading to aiding in their recovery and rehabilitation. Now 20 years after 9-11, we aim to recognize and remember the first responders who laid their lives on the line and the service members who pushed forward thereafter and over history. Visit madsimracing.com forward slash opmo, madsimracing.com forward slash OPMO for information on the four-hour benefit event at Watkins Glen involving GT3 and GT4 cars. This event will be broadcast live on Podium Esports and is a fundraising event for Operation Motorsport. Visit operationmotorsport.org for all of the details about this fine organization that we are proud to support. The Into the Apex podcast is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard, tested to be as strong as anything on the market, and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make the customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes. Giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at roscoewheels.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Hop Chromancer IPA, Immortal Toast Infused White Stout, or the Red Vein Red IPA, on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. And we're back on Into the Apex. Patrick Stein is back in the house from Mad Sim Racing Media. Patrick, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm <laughs> looking forward to our uh, race that we're going to start at 
2 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we? What are we actually doing? What What is the plan here? Uh, don't know. So, so team into the apex or team whatever we are. I think it's uh, team great hire. Yeah, there we go. Team great hire. Human resources solutions. Our lovely sponsor. Uh, we'll be driving a BMW, a virtual BMW at virtual Daytona. Uh, in the VRS Global Endurance Challenge Series, whatever it is, uh, on iRacing. And uh, we'll be, we interestingly, we chose to start a split that begins at 3 a.m. Eastern Time. So for Rob, 4 a.m. Atlantic Time. For Patrick, 2 a.m. Central Time. Am I good on all that? Good. I'm good. Um, So very interesting. So it's going to start on an early Sunday, Saturday morning on a holiday weekend. In the United States, which is very an interesting choice, uh, but the tactic behind it is so that we don't miss the Formula One race. So, the, so we'll if we finish, and that's a big if, uh, the race will conclude at three a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday morning, and then you'll sleep through the Formula One race. Oh no, you, I'll, I'll set an alarm. I'll, I'll set, set an, an alarm. I'll set an alarm. Yeah. So th- this whole process sounds tedious. Yeah, you can lay down and watch that shit. You don't have to do much. You can <laughs> yeah. open it's, your eyes. It's a little tedious. I have to admit, I've I've kind of gone back and forth on do is it is it worth it? And I have to question myself as a sim racing, you know, fanatic. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? It's not the Daytona twenty four. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of dedication to show to it is this and kind, kind of a random twenty four hour event. And I don't see Bradley of Into the Apex joining this team. Negative. Neg- yeah, what, what's what's with that, Bradley? Because he's not his heart's not in all of it. Well, I was saying pre pre show pre recording that for me the twenty four hour I love endurance racing I love twenty four hour races you know you kind of get into it you're like this is this is what I'm doing for twenty four hours I'm part of the team part of the crew and that's for like twenty four hours of Spa Daytona Le Mans Nurburgring you get into it like that these these kind of one off events it's cool that they offer them. For people that want to do them throughout the, I'd say off-season endurance season, but still, that's that's a it's a big over undertaking. Well, three, 3 a.m. in the morning to start at three a.m. in the morning. Well, we don't have to do that, but we're choosing to do it. It's the best start option that's available, considering there's the Formula One race Sunday morning. There's also NASCAR uh, ah. Sunday night, and I think there's like a later. I think there's what, like an 8 a.m. Eastern start time? And then there's one that's like 12 or... Two, yeah, two, something Yeah, like so it, th- with the times, it, it really, in a way, it kind of is the better. But you can't go into this one with expectations like the Daytona 24 on iRacing. This is, we're doing a super team on this. Yeah, it That's is a bit true. of a super team. And That's when we true. say super team, we mean, you know, more drivers than we probably would do for a major event. Um, but yeah, we're for, not for, like the dream team. No. Right. Yeah. For for iRacers, though, this is, a, I mean, people in North America, I think specifically, I, I know our group of guys, uh, the Daytona 24 in iRacing is, is one of the biggest sim races. And you will see, as you saw last year, our group did it. And, and many groups, if you go on any iRacing hosted session, uh, you will see practices for the iRacing Daytona 24 starting in November. That's, that's about the measuring stick. If you're, if you're a sim racing or esports team is serious, you will start practicing in November. 
and, and do something each week at least. Uh, I think that's just that's the way it is. Yeah. So so this one is timed perfectly between this, yeah the event and kind of that that season of practice to be like a proving ground early on. Yeah, a little bit obviously with the builds. You're well, set yeah, up, you're BOP, not going to run the same. Stuff, yeah. You're not going to run the same setup. But when it comes to uh, getting muscle memory for the circuit, uh, for the car, the general you know features of the vehicle that you may drive, whether it's a prototype or a GT car, uh, unfortunately you can't do a GT3 in this particular race. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you can kind of get a feel for the track for the, for the bus stop. The bus stop in iRacing has the new concrete uh, kind of extension to the exit, uh, which is a lot more forgiving. Uh, which is outstanding. Um, which we didn't have in the 24. Last no, year. no, we did not. Um, was there LMP ones in the 24? Yes, there is. In this so one, in this there one, are. But there wasn't in the last no, one. No, it's, it's IMSA, IMSA lineup. Right. Uh, so that's different. If you want to, if you w- just for for the hell of it, you want to drive an LMP one at Daytona, this is your chance to do that. Uh, I personally uh, get completely shafted by the LMP one every t- time I try to drive it. Uh, I get floor damage no matter what I do, but uh, but yeah, we could back out, back out. What do yeah, you mean? Don't run over the sausage. <laughs> Just not do a twenty-four hour race. Oh, I guess I could. I mean, yeah, I could. I guess I could. There's a six-hour of circuit circuit de Gilles Villeneuve. Circuit de Gilles Villeneuve starts at six a.m. Interesting, interesting. What six a.m. and four p.m. But I don't go to a six a.m. <laughs> I yeah. hope to God we are not changing these plans no. a few hours <laughs> before we're supposed to start the darn thing. No, I should be in bed now. No, you don't. You're fine. You're fine. What time is it on your side of the planet? 831. Okay. <laughs> it's on your, the same side of the planet. That it, is kind of, it is kind of the same. Just side. an hour ahead of you guys. <laughs> Just on an island by itself. Yeah. So who here, uh, still talking about iRacing, uh, we're on kind of that edge of the changeover in the schedule in the season when we start getting the little, you know, exciting, you know, shares of new content, uh, some surprises. They always like to surprise us, and we love to be surprised. We're like ten uh, year olds at Christmas time. Uh, we we don't want to see that Christmas list. Just just drop it on us on Christmas morning. Oh no, we're going to look for it. We're going to try to figure it out. We're going to hack for it. Yeah, we're going to try to find what uh, mom and dad, which in this case would be what Tony Gardner and <laughs> Greg Steve, West. Yeah, Greg West, Steve Myers. Yeah, what what what's on the Christmas list for the kids? <laughs> so the Ferrari GT3 is a new GT3, and and we've been talking about the uh, GT3s being the future, the big thing, and obviously GT racing. Uh, I mean, we're not going to get as we've said, we're not going to get new GTEs. That's that era is done. So it's enjoy what you have, basically. Um, but new Ferrari, uh, I've talked about on this show before. I'm not going to go into it again and again and again. Uh, that I have something against Ferrari, and it's it probably isn't completely rational. But I've never purchased a Ferrari on on the sim, and I don't think I'm going to purchase this Ferrari. But I kind of watched the video of the new Ferrari, and uh, don't know what I, what I want to do yet. So. Rob, what should I do? Just buy it. So, Rob, you have an exploit. You think there's an exploit here where we can somehow get it for free, basically. What is and that? 
well, how is it an exploit? It's it's listed in their terms of service or whatever it is. I like, just feel like they need if we can get something for free, it's an exploit. But you're given they're giving you iRacing credits. You can't transfer that back to your bank account. I mean, you're going to just get more content from them, and really, in that sense, it doesn't cost them anything. <laughs> But it doesn't cost you anything, really. Yeah. yeah. In this what long is, scheme of things. Where where are we? It's like a, a standoff. Yeah, but that's but for most people, like they have that car. Like the few people who get away with it, it's not really a scheme. It's just like whatever. If you say get, if you have to say the words "get away with it," there's a scheme. Well, no. <laughs> well, I'm leaning into what you're saying. Well, basically, but, it's like a buy one get one, right? So you, yeah. you're you're going to buy the old oh, Ferrari no. today, and then next no. week they're going to give you the credit. Because no. it's a new one, and you would use that to either. So you would only get the old Ferrari unless you use the credit to buy the new you one. Get the new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tyler's want to buy a Ferrari in either way, but this way you could buy a Ferrari, then get a new piece of content. That's Hold true. on, I'm not. I'm going to use my credit for the. Have you Porsche. never gotten money back for something? Yes, he has the BM some BMW the BMW Z4. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, why? Yeah. What's so complicated with this? Hold on, it's Hold numbers, on. Rob. It's numbers. I. I <laughs> so unlike our our guest Dalton Kellett, I am not a math guy. Uh, I, I math is my weakest point. I assure you. You don't have to do any math. Just do <laughs> one credit. You get one credit. <laughs> one free content. So, yeah. So I so let's this do this. Is, like this a, is the perfect time to announce I've been skimming from the top from Tyler for decades. <laughs> decades. <laughs> and the truth comes out. <laughs> I pay this oh. son of a bitch's bills. <laughs> <laughs> um so so let's do this like a first grade math problem everybody remember those in first grade so so i buy i i buy the the current ferrari gt3 and i yeah. i spend my money to iRacing on that yes and then in two weeks or is it one week what is it and in, in, in x amount of weeks the new Ferrari comes out, and what happens then, Rob? Well, it's it's once it's declared legacy. Like you know how you go into certain things and they have the legacy in front of their name. Right. It's when something's declared legacy. If it's within two years of you buying it that it goes legacy, then you get your money back. So that'll obviously be a few weeks. Is definitely within two years. You get a credit from pretty sure most. I forget. Like I'm pretty sure every the last time I've gotten credits, they were enough to buy a new piece of content with my twenty percent off. Like I don't remember if those were twenty percent off when I bought them or not, just because I can't remember that far back. But <laughs> so I get the original GT3, and then I get a credit for the new GT3. Well, whatever you want. You just get the credit for the old one you bought because now everybody gets it for free when they join iRacing because I'm pretty sure all legacy content's free or goes to $5 or something like that. I think it's it's free for the most part, the legacy. So it's a good deal. Uh, Yeah, Had, it is. So I'm going to move past that because my mind can't process information. Uh, so Rob, have you driven the for the Ferrari GT3? I won a race this week in it. Oh, oh, but what a feather in your cap. Yeah, that shirt at the Montreal race when we did it that Oh, yeah, that's right. Your home race. Yeah, I did it in the Ferrari. Um, How is the Ferrari as a car? I don't like it as much as a BMW, obviously, but it's it's good. Like, it's it's a solid car. It would definitely be in my top three for the GT3s. Do you have a Lamborghini? Yes, I have all the GT3s. Every single one. Yep. 
my my man how about that so where what's your ranking as somebody that has every single one uh i would say starting from the bottom we go ford mclaren actually it's tougher than i thought i don't know <laughs> ford mclaren yeah, I'm just going to abandon this because yeah, I can't there's, think of there's, all there's, right now. there's some YouTubers out there that good. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob, Rob Gregoire is punching out. Yeah, punching just, out. I don't know. I just, I'm thinking about, as soon as I said those two, I was like, actually, I don't know if I like the McLaren. I don't know. What's, what what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Let's go from bottom is, bottom is for BMW. BMW. Okay. You know what? I'm going to make a controversial statement. Shoot. Because. Anybody that knows us, they know that we 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 love we wish more than anything uh, beyond into the apex as Mad Sim Racing as the organization that we've uh, started as. Uh, we would love nothing more than to be endorsed by BMW Esports and BMW and to be a BMW. F- well, that's yeah, customer that's we, team. We first adopted the BMW. Yes, we and felt we branched out. We said no, yes. we're not going to do anything else. But then how can you ignore all the great cars out there? Right. We we wanted to be loyal to BMW, and we, I think, in some weird way, thought the BMW might recognize that and be loyal to us, which obviously, at the point, yeah. there there was no reason for that. Uh, and so I would love to say that BMW, BMW GT3 is, you know, I'm 100% that and the hell with anything else. Uh, but since the Spa 24... Since we did the Opmo Mercedes, I'm really into the Mercedes GT3, uh, the Porsche GT3, the Lamborghini. I just finally got on board with, and we're gonna run. We're gonna run a Lamborghini GT3 in, at the Petit Le Mans special event. Uh, at least I'll do it just because I can run any GT3. But if I could yeah. choose, I don't know. I'm really not big on the Lamborghini. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just, I you don't know, know what? what I think what you need, Rob, is to go to GT3, GT America, or IMSA with the GT Daytona. To see that Lamborghini in person, or just just see the Super Trofeo. Super Trofeo. I've seen him twice now. I've seen him at VAR and, and Watkins Glen. Uh, and, and the sound and the look, obviously. I mean, it, the sound especially. It, it matches iRacing. iRacing nailed it. Uh, and then but we it, hear from yeah, it's just a cool looking car. Yeah, it, it, it's great. Yeah. Okay, it's a so nice, looking, nice looking vehicle. Up, but... Are you sold, Rob? Did we just was it that easy? Like I said, I'll race any of the GT3s. I like them all in their own way. Like, like the Ford's my least favorite, but it's actually really good at Spa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, they all have Ford. Their, their, their spots. Yeah. The Ford GT3 at Spa is really good. I don't think I've driven that car. Yeah, I haven't either. It's it's old. It's the old Ford. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the Ford GTE, which is still, okay. still legacy at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's a GT2, GT3 or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. There's two of them. That I have the GT3 in the name. It's weird. So the the new Porsche Cup car that iRacing has released. Uh, yes. I'm gonna. I will buy that. I will buy that. Yeah, I'm I'm drooling over that. I, I like. I just like the looks of of the refresh work that Porsche did on that car in particular. The new the new year model for that car, the 992, I think. Uh, but it, it looks great. It looks really good. I like the subtle changes to the wing in the back. Make it look more more modern to me. I guess is the word I would use to describe it. Um, the LED strip light all the way across the back, which is what oh. all modern street cars are going with now. Bradley loves um, LED. Oh, I do. I love oh. them. I love them. No, it's just, it's just a nice looking car. I mean, it looks basically the same, but the minor changes, in my opinion, are improvements. 
and then we'll see how it drives. I think uh, I think iRacing has come a long way with the current Cup car for, uh, for the Porsche. Obviously, it's the premier top tier road series car, um, and that's take from that what you will. Back in the day, it used to be the Indy car, and they were trying to simulate F1 with open wheel being the top tier, and they've they've changed with Porsche's buy-in and turned the Porsche into the you know, the top tier road competitive series. Yeah. So I'm, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm interested to see how that translates with a new car, interested to drive it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be hosting a, a special event to be announced. One off yep. that car. Yeah. And the apex presents a Porsche uh, cup event. I think at Red Bull ring. Yeah. That's, I haven't, obviously we're going to wait till it's released. We'll do some testing, but yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Stay tuned. No, we're going to do it at Hickory. <laughs> So we, can, so we can showcase the new content. <laughs> that thing can go left. There we go, go. left. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, Hickory is another new piece of content. Hungara, or not Hungara. Uh, yeah, Hungara. Wh- wait a minute. Hungry Ring? The Hungry Ring? Hungara Ring? Bradley. Thank you, Rob. I was, I was blacking out. I was thinking Hockenheim. You're blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was thinking Hockenheim, Hungara ring, Hungara ring. We're thinking getting of Hockenheim ring. Hockenheim. Hockenheim. Yes, correct. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy Hickory right away. No, I'm going to uh, get, I, we have a touch North Wilkesboro. Yeah, I know. Well, people have touched North Wilkesboro. People have touched it. That's right. That's right. You guys didn't talk about that last week, did you? Oh, we yeah, did not. That's true. People have. We did yeah. not talk about it. A matter of, <laughs> matter of fact, but yeah, not to not to make a hard, hard stop of what we were talking about, but... Well, it's a, more of a hard transition for ra- road racing fans to oval racing yeah. fans. So, uh, yeah, the uh, anyone that's watched and follows Save the Speedway, which we uh, wholeheartedly support and had on as a guest, uh, the you know, organizer of that, um, I think what is it around a hundred plus volunteer firemen and volunteers yep. Yep. took to, took to North Wilkesboro with a lot of equipment and cleaned it up, cleaned yep. it up really well. And there's some really well done drone videos and some footage of what they've done. Um, <laughs> got, got some support over here. Don't know if that translates, but got yeah. a, a German shepherd voicing his uh, support. Uh, but anyway, Attachment anxiety. Yeah, that too. Got a whole episode on that. Yeah, Com- coming up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tyler, you can speak to this. I'll, sp- you know, I can say the last time we drove by North Wilkesboro, there were trees blocking it. You couldn't even really see it from four twenty one. Right. Yeah. And they've they've taken all those out. You can see it perfectly. Yeah. Now this is interesting because obviously Dale Jr. and a crew of people cleaned it up for the iRacing scan. This is a very recent cleanup. Uh, and very much more comprehensive cleanup of North Wilkesboro. And uh, we've talked about on this show, the local North Carolina politics and we're uh, Bradley and I are native North Carolinians. uh, So we follow that closely and kind of have an ear to that. And uh, I believe the budget situation where the millions of dollars to go towards the renovations that kind of got stalled or in the Senate or something. I there's, we, we can clarify that, but nevertheless, this is a sign that I think the track is going to become, you know, somewhat close to being oper- operable. Uh, and that the SRX series maybe will find a way next summer to make it there. 
that would be the optimistic view that by next summer, uh, something like the SRX series can can hold a race there. Uh, obviously, you want the grandstands and things like that to be safe for fans, but uh, it's it's interesting uh, for. It's interesting to us. I mean, in the sense that we're from Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro, we're natives. Uh, it's close to home. Uh, but I think to the typical motorsport fan, to people that are on iRacing, regardless of if you're an oval or a road iRacer, uh, you definitely recognized North Wilkesboro being scanned and released. Uh, I don't know how how you miss that and how it's not significant. Uh, motorsport is motorsport, uh, and the history of motorsport is. Uh, it, it's just broad, and you can't ignore North Wilkesboro. You can't ignore the, the south of the U.S. Um, I think it's it's valid to appreciate all the forms of motorsport. So it's it's a it's a historical thing. It's 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 significant, no matter what your interest is. Is is what I would submit. Well said. Well said. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Good. Yep. Cheers. All right. Oh boy. So, uh, shall we talk about Formula One? We shall. Maybe, maybe there'll be a race this time. <laughs> maybe there'll be a race. Oh, I tuned in. I tuned in so. I know you guys touched on this last week, I think, but I, I tuned in so ready for Spa, so ready to watch my favorite <laughs> track, and oh my god, the disappointment! <laughs> the disappointment. Uh, oh, maybe well, you didn't touch on this last week. I forgot it was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lo- I'm losing time. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, like fire in the sky. I've been abducted abducted by Ellie. <laughs> they live. Time. Roddy yeah, Piper was with you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for Formula uh, One picks of the week. <laughs> How do you like that? Hmm? Is your heart racing? And now, the Into the Apex Formula One Fantasy League Picks of the Week. And it's happened immediately! This is amazing! Oh, 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 oh Adam Carroll, that's just such a boneheaded move, you dork. Formula One Picks of the Week on Into the Apex. Uh, Circuit Zandvoort. Uh, everybody is uh, pulling for Max Verstappen locally there, obviously. And we're coming off, obviously, a disappointing lack of a Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, we all love Spa here. We all love it in the sim. We all love it overall. I think the whole world felt the same way uh, about the event. Uh, certainly, we covered it a bit in this week's ITA Paddock Pass uh, news read. Uh, you, there's been a lot of criticism. We talked about it last week about Spa. Uh, but we're looking ahead now. Um, I would like to start the Formula One Picks of the Week segment uh, in honor of our guest at the top of the show, Dalton Kellett. Uh, he had an excellent tweet earlier today that I think is a good take. Uh, and I'm going to read that, or actually rather earlier yesterday. Uh, he says, really, he's really excited for the Dutch Grand Prix. Zandvoort gives me vibes of a track you might find over here in the U.S., the antithesis of the blahness of somewhere like Paul Ricard. Forget tired arguments over track limits. Drop a wheel here and you're going to know it. Uh, it's... Uh, as he says, it definitely scratches the what if F1 ran at Mid-Ohio itch. Uh, that hits home for me because I, I have seen Mid-Ohio quite a bit. I love it. Uh, and I agree. I mean, that's absolutely correct. Uh, and the banking, kind of the uniqueness of the banking at, at Zandvoort, it's a thin-looking track. It's not just some wide-open tarmac. Uh, it's. I, I'm really excited to watch this race. 
Uh, and I'm hoping maybe it makes up for the lack of spa. Well, I don't know if it will. I, I <laughs> yeah, still, that's that's a void in my heart that you're not going to fill. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. The banking that they changed, like, it'll, it'll be cool. It's going to be fun to watch them go around, but I could still see it getting a little processional. Uh, you think so? It's possible. It's possible. But, like, this thing, well, there's been a few courses this year where people would think that, and they've been great races. So, so Lewis had some trouble in the, one of the practices. Yeah. Hopefully his engine went. Do you think that makes for uh, a unique outcome? Well, could if he has to take a, an engine or a gearbox replacement or something and take like a five or 10 grid plan- place penalty. And then Ferrari looked uh, looked like they had some pace. Do you think so? I think they're winning this weekend. You think Ferrari's going to win? Yep. Is that a hot take or is that a lukewarm take? or what? That, that's you- a hot take. Hot take. <laughs> which, <laughs> the oven. Which, which driver? uh leclerc if, if so i know you're partial to leclerc for some reason he's a great driver okay okay that's fine uh do you think uh, max verstappen pleases the home fans no i think that they end up eating them at the end because he does so crappy eating the fans no they eat him oh well how, how would he do crappy because he's he just because he has a just, tough day or he gets wrecked is it his fault or is it somebody else's fault? No, he just like he just pushed it too hard and he spins out somewhere. You really think that'll happen? I'm really picking some long shots this week. <laughs> what do you think Nikita Mazepin's going to finish on the podium? No, that's what? why I picked. I just picked Leclerc. Where I just are we Leclerc going to win. I said Ferrari's going to win. Are you going through something this week, Rob? What's going? No, on? I'm just. Every, uh, is everything okay at home? Out. What's going on here? Just hope maybe some people in the pool change up some of their drivers. <laughs> Pick uh, Esteban Ocon. What are we looking yeah, at here? Something like that. Maybe people pick up Carlos Sainz. Rob, uh, Rob, actually, Rob, I'm gonna, I want to throw you under the bus properly. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Rob got fooled with the Val, the yeah. Valerie Bottas thing. Yeah. Tell everybody how you got fooled, Rob. You got fooled properly. <laughs> don't, 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 I don't say it in that casual. <laughs> don't say it in that casual tone. What do you mean? Place. I didn't like get fooled. No I thought he got re signed. It's like someone. No, you got fooled. Was, yeah, I got fooled. I just said that. Yeah, but don't I say. I, I would like more. I would like more shame in that tone that you. Yeah, had. no, no shame. No, take, don't take more personal responsibility. So, yeah. I took the shame happened in don't the chat so the other light day. about you it. You can't, you can't, you can't redo the shame. Don't sound so light about it. I already well, got Why old. don't you explain to the listeners? Yeah, yeah, tell them what happened. I was scrolling through Twitter and someone found an old post and replied to it. It's one of those things where sometimes they don't notice right at the top of the tweet. It'll say someone replied to and it just came up all, or maybe it was off my screen. I don't know, but it just said oh. it just came up and it said that he was resigned. I was like, huh, well, that's really weird. It definitely thought they were signing Russell like that kind yeah. of changes everything. Yeah. And yeah. you shared it and you shared it too. Shame. in the discord. <laughs> <laughs> Shame. 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 Sit in the corner. Fuck you guys. Shame. 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 Rob, you shared it to the whole community that we have as if it were a fact. Everybody, and, yeah, everybody and was got, like, oh my God, I can't believe it wasn't George Russell. Poor George Russell is like terrible. You got fact checked in like five minutes. Yeah, exactly. So what's the big deal? 
Hashtag fake news. It worked the, out. We all big, have the right the information big, now. <laughs> the big deal is Rob's future as a reporter in question. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, highly is. Shame. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. You're not fucking shame breaking it, Tori Patrick. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. <laughs> Is that Family Guy? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Valtteri, so that news is not news, and I still have dream. I feel like I had a lucid dream where that was fact, and that's because of Rob. Anyway, Rob, I'm sorry. Enough of you. We've beaten on you far enough. Uh, so we need to find a reason to, to laugh. He didn't land a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rob, is Alex Albon going to go to uh, Alfa Romeo or Williams? Uh, I trust nothing well, you say. Be quiet. Yeah, I don't know. Probably <laughs> one of the two. Yeah, you don't think he's going to drive for IndyCar? I wish he would. If I was, if I was his manager, that's what I would tell him to do. What IndyCar? Yes. What team? Any that would Any. take him. Okay. Doesn't matter. Go okay. drive. Yeah, true. You don't have to manage as many things. Like you should have a lot more ability to just focus on driving and just like drive. So we know. So the silly season, we know Kimi is out. Uh, everybody's talking about that. Uh, so then it's really the George Russell and the Botas question. I mean, that's really it, right? But already determined. He's Botas is Botas is or Botas. Botas is going to Alpha Romeo. He's got to. You think it's Alpha and not Williams? Yeah. So he, why would he want to go from the best car to the worst car in the grid? So Alpha, this is going to sound stupid. Alpha is better than Williams. Yeah, I I think so. I don't, they don't have better drivers. Yeah. Well, maybe than Latifi. I don't know. He's been driving well lately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. All the Ferrari powered cars, other than the Haas, obviously have yeah. uh, they've all kind of taken a step this year because they I were all respected s- last year. I read something of Mick Schumacher possibly to Alpha. Is that what do you think of that? Well, I guess that could happen too. God damn it! And Dick I Brent. thought I read something about what's his name uh, as Bradley Callum. Uh, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi, yeah, that he he's probably going to be out of his seat. Really? I don't think he's not really confirmed, but year, it's speculation. Like, yeah, that sounds. I like, think it'd be a shame to see him lose lose a seat. That's pure speculation. It, it's pure speculation, but from what I heard, it's possibly because he might go into the WEC to the hypercars. Yeah. yeah. There's so, I mean, certainly with the uh, regulation changes, the LM, you know, those cars with the more manufacturers coming in, the blend of IMSA and WEC and all and whatnot, uh, it certainly seems like there will be more opportunities there. Yeah. Overall, uh, so that's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, Kevin Magnuson. He's that's what he's going to do. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. The silly season in F one. Everybody's talking about it. They're looking at interviews with Toto Wolf, uh, where he is confirming or, or talking about things. That's what everybody's jumping on, uh, and it's really really specific now. And with Kimi publicly stepping aside, that opens up the you know people were talking about Botas, Bottas, whatever it is, Rob, uh, to Alfa Romeo uh, prior to Kimi announcing. So this kind of opens the door to that. Uh, and then they say, so it's like, a, you know, it's a puzzle. You fit, you take Kimi out, you put uh, Botas in the Alfa Romeo, you stick 
George Russell in the Mercedes, and then Alex Albon in the Williams, and the puzzle is complete. So we'll see. We'll see what people say. Uh, as far as Zandvoort, what uh, what podium do you have, Rob? I value your opinion more than well. Really, you're the only opinion I value here. So, well, I'm like I said, I'm going wild cards this time. Okay, so. let's hear. Leclerc, Hamilton. Uh, I guess I'll go Verstappen. Verstappen. Okay, yeah, I'm coughing here. <laughs> Here's my podium. Verstappen, Leclerc, Botas. Okay. Yeah. Bradley Patrick, do you even want to try? That that was rude. Oh yeah, that say... was kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Hamilton. Mazepin. No, Ham Hamilton. Paul Ricard. Excuse me. What? And uh, Giles Villeneuve. Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> Bradley. Oh uh, that was brutal. Nikki, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to pick? No, no, no. Nikki really, Lauda? really, really. Nikki was, Lauda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Jesus. No. Uh, I was gonna. I'm seriously Hamilton. Leclerc and Verstappen would be mine. I'll put I'll put money on it. Put money on it. I'm that confident in my in my decision. My turn, Patrick. You sound excited. Uh, I'm going out on a limb here too. So let's hear I, it. I'm going with Botas, Leclerc. He's due, and. Hamilton in that order. Yeah. I, you, you know what I think is happening for all of us? We're, we're all afraid to, to go away from Mercedes and we're all thinking, oh, okay, Ferrari's, we're going to throw a bone to Ferrari. Uh, but you know what I bet? Here's my secondary bet. We don't see Ferrari on the podium at all. Not at all. Yeah, that'd be perfectly normal. I can't believe I didn't pick Norris or no one. Right. Norris. Yeah. I feel like I feel like people were picking the Ferraris and it's they're just not pulling through. So yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, whatever. They're our pick. Just like I won't. Just like I won't buy the GT3. I won't pick them. You will. So I did actually. I picked Leclerc. So yeah. Yeah. But I'll probably be wrong. I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> we'll probably all be wrong. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, it, it's been a wild, wild season. Uh, Bradley. On a scale of one to ten, how much of a Formula One fan are you at this point? Um, I'm growing. I would say about a seven right now. In each race, I'll take it. yeah, the fact that the spa race never got going uh, really hurt because I was really moving on the momentum of each race. It was getting more and more exciting, sucking me in. I'm starting to get to know the drivers, the teams, uh, seeing the drama unfold. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. I for sure I'm into it. Mm -hmm. um, I just I need to watch more. You need to, to get you, further down the rabbit hole. You need more hooks. I do. Well, I hope you get a hook with this one. Uh, and then obviously it's a triple header, so we have another one next weekend. Uh, and keep in mind, another interesting aspect of the schedule, uh, we'll have a Formula One race in December. So that's, I mean, that, I like that last year too. Um, 
when all other motorsports pretty much done until the Daytona 24, uh, Formula One kind of closes it out. Uh, I, I so wish IndyCar's schedule was broader and later. Uh, I really do wish that. Um, because like I said at the top of the show, the, the first bit, uh, IndyCar, if I had to pick what I'm buzzing the most about, it's IndyCar at the moment. Um, I, I just I want to see all every bit of it. I'm, I'm sucked into it. Uh, the driver pool right now, the the competition, the the fact that you know different drivers are winning and competing, and it's it's not the same. Uh, it's just it's uh, from the entertainment perspective, IndyCar has really got me right now. I'm very excited about IndyCar, so uh, I wish the schedule were a bit longer. But I hope we have a good Dutch Grand Prix, uh, and unlo- a lot of the Verstappen fans with their orange smoke bombs. Uh, we're at Spa and they didn't get to shine. I think they'll get to shine here. Uh, Rob, you have orange smoke bombs, don't you? Well, yeah, I got quite a bit of orange gear now. Uh, I saw that. I didn't know you were. Uh... I got. I just want to have stuff for every team. Almost. I got my Aston Martin stuff on now. So you, you, I got some BMW stuff. So you're you're uh, free flowing. You don't identify with anyone in particular. Uh, if I had to choose, I'd be going with Red Bull. I'd say. What about Lance Stroll? What about him? He's Canadian. Yeah, he can go fuck himself. Oh, okay. All I'm right. just All right. No. Then, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't no, know no, I touched no. on a nerf there. What about Latifi? Yeah, what about Latifi? Eh, oh, he, he can do the same? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's see how it is. Rob, Rob's a Max Verstappen bandwagon fan. I see how it is. Whatever. Gotcha. I'm a Sebastian Vettel fan now because he's a wholesome fella. Oh, he's my favorite drive the team i don't root for <laughs> yeah i would say i've adopted uh, that would be my as a new to f1 quote-unquote fan i would say vettel's who i'm pulling for now team aston martin in general and vettel and sp- specifically watching him pull over to check on uh another lando, driver. Yeah, lando. That, that was cool <laughs> another was cool. driver another driver Fairly, I don't he know. couldn't remember you I couldn't remember know. okay all i know is i watch watching the clip it's it's safety car sebastian vettel <laughs> and there's also like Second the footage of him picking up garbage in uh yeah. what a whole stone yeah, it's, it's steward sebastian good guy vettel. he's a good guy yeah good guy funny guy too by the way watch his uh youtube clips of him being funnier or doing impressions he, he's got a sense of humor uh, I'm sure people knew that, but if you don't, look it up. Um, I think that's a good place to top it off. Hell of a show, hell of an episode. We're come. We've, we're about a year into into the apex, guys. Hard to believe. We've been doing this every week for just about a year. I know that is. It's crazy. It's, it, it feels like forever ago that we started with my crappy mic that was <laughs> off, off volume, and then we did the phoner from uh, Charlotte Roval. Right. And yep. Now we're, we've got yeah. a full incredibly full road schedule i if you had asked me this time last year we'd be at so many races and have so much opportunity i i would say you're crazy there's no way i mean yeah it's it's uh it's been fantastic yeah thanks so much to all of our sponsors our supporters uh everybody that's joined in uh visit us at into the apex.com uh see what we've got going on check out the road schedule uh because our our ultimate goal is uh, for folks that maybe you don't have somebody to go to a race with, uh, and maybe you, that's holding you back from going to an event. Uh, we want to build a tailgate. We want to build a, a, a gathering where everybody gets together. 
and, and if you're from iRacing, we all have that in common and we can really get down and talk iRacing because you're not going to probably run into people that, that like it uh, in your everyday you know, life or work environment. It's a very niche. Uh, so that's what we want. We want the gathering of people at these motorsport events. Uh, or if you're just a motorsport fan, uh, to be with like-minded people that, that have something in common. Uh, that is our vision, uh, is having uh, big get-togethers uh, over the next few years uh, at all of these races. Uh, so into the apex.com. Thanks so much, Dalton Kellett, uh, for joining us. Uh, check out all of his social media. Follow him. Visit his website. And uh, we'll be pulling for him at Portland without a doubt next weekend. Um, so, yeah, for uh, Bradley, Rob, Patrick, this has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com. Radio.